Hey everybody, it's Dr. Joseph Trauber. I hope you're well. Thank you so much for joining me today. We're going to talk about cooperative co-parenting, five skills that promote healthy children. Um, and if this is for any, this is for you, if you're going through this, dealing with it, or anyone that you know, please send this to them if you find that it'll be helpful. And uh, don't hesitate to get in touch with me if you think I could be of any help, or if you have any suggestions for topics you'd like to hear about, you can contact me at josephtropper at gmail.com. All right, so let's go through uh, what co-parenting is. So co-parenting is usually in a case of divorce, where uh, we know that about 40% of all divorces involve children. And um, what that tells us is that people with children try to make things work, but that doesn't that is not a way to keep marriage going. Um, and so let's talk about some foundations for co-parenting. Um, this is really a topic that could go very, very lengthy. However, what I would just say is that um, the more support people get from each side, um, the better the co-parenting works. So I believe that the first place to start is to understand the psychology of divorce. Um, and the second place is to understand the psychology of children. And that's really the first two points that I want to share. So the first point is that a lot of times um, when uh, people get divorced, uh, they get into a competition. And the competition is what I call the Disney dad, um, which we all know is the dad who's just fun to be around, but isn't necessarily being a real father. Um, and there's actually an equivalent to that. <laughs> For those of you that have looked at the divorce of Charles and Diana, you will see that and again, I know this is a very polarizing thing. Many people have a lot to say about Diana because she was a victim and she was a victimizer, in my opinion. But anyway, I call it the merrymaking or the mischievous mom. Um, and that's basically where somebody is not necessarily acting as a functional parent. And I think that this this element happens specifically because of the competition that develops. And the competition is the is the thing that destroys all co-parenting and, so, and, and, and all parenting, quite frankly. Forget about the co-part. So um, I think the first thing is to recognize the psychological aspects of a divorce so that we don't get into a competition. And in those psychological aspects of divorce, the most important thing to recognize, and again, people that are mentally well are able to do this a lot better than people that are not mentally well, um, because sometimes I've, I've given this course many times and people always say to me, wow, it, this is great. I wish my ex knew about this. But the simple answer is that, you know, you could only clean up your side of the street. And if your ex is a mentally well person, then this could be very helpful. But um, if you are part of the 30 percent of uh, high conflict divorces out there, then it's not like it's likely that one of you or both of you have, a, have major issues. Um, and so that's why this is so difficult. However, about 25% of, of co-parenting situations are considered cooperative co-parenting, which is great. And about, like I said, about 30% are considered high conflict and the rest are somewhere in the middle. And I think there's always room to improve on all sides, no matter what's going on. And again, um, you know, we're not going to cover everything, but that's the first aspect is to recognize that the competition is what causes a lot of destruction. And instead of competing, why don't you look into yourself and figure out some of the dynamics of a divorce that are impacting you. The second aspect, uh, second principle that I want to share is understanding children. Children feel a tremendous amount of pressure and confusion around divorce, depending on their age. But, um, you know, we could go through each top, each age, but basically um, there's kind of three levels of children the way I see it. There's very young and clueless. Then there's teenagers who know too much, etc. Then there's everybody in between. And again, that's oversimplifying it, but that's kind of what it is. So just understanding the psychology of the needs and what what children are going through in the divorce process will help you slow things down. Sometimes it's good to talk to their therapist or talk to your own therapist, etc. That's really, really important. Uh, rule number th uh, three is a very, very fascinating thing. Um, and that is the origin of conflict. And if we understand this, this can help us uh, stay away from conflict as well. So there was a very famous Greek philosopher whose name was Aphrodisi, um, and not to be confused with Aphrodisiac, which is a whole different word. Um, anyway, he lived in the fifth century BC, 
and he was a student of Socrates, and he basically studied ethics and moral uh, philosophy. And he believed that the highest good was to live in accordance with nature. So he was a naturopath, just like uh, you know many of us nowadays. And he wrote extensively on the nature of justice and the importance of friendship. And uh, he really influenced a lot of Western thought, Aphrodisian. He's very famous because of that. And he writes um, that there are three main reasons for breakups and communication. And again, don't think about your ex. Think about yourself. Number one is I want to be right. <laughs> right? That's very important. I, I'm fighting for the sake of being right. I don't really care about what your opinion is. But when that happens, we're not listening to the other person. Number two is that the topic is complex. And how many times do we see in divorces where things are pulled out of context? That's one of the greatest destroyers of of uh, co-parenting and cooperative co-parenting. So topics are complex and not recognizing that causes a lot of destruction. And number three, everyone's gonna laugh and that is lack of experience or intelligence. And that means that some people just can't understand things and some people, some people just cannot fathom things properly. Now, it's very easy to point to your spouse that way, but sometimes it's good to be humble as well. Um, in Guide to the Perplexed Maimonides, who was a very famous philosopher of the 1100s, so he actually quotes Aphrodisi and says that it's a brilliant um, understanding, and he would just add one more thing. And I think this addition is extremely important, and you could you could argue that maybe it's covered in some of the things Aphrodisi said, but it's certainly something that deserves its own attention. And that is that he says that the reason that arguments perpetuate is because people have become habituated to fighting, and they're just in the habit of always fighting. And I think that this is so important for healthy co-parenting that understanding uh, the psychology of divorce, understanding the psychology of the children, but also understanding what perpetuates fights will help prevent them. And that's my third tip, which is to stop, to help prevent them. Um, I always quote Ralph Waldo Emerson, one of my favorite poets, who says, when we quarrel, how we wish we had been blameless. And there's so much of that in, in, in um, dysfunctional co-parenting versus healthy co-parenting. All right, I got two more tips for you. And again, there's just really so much to, to focus on. So the, the the fourth focus is child's best interest. But child's best interest is not what you use to, to hang over your uh, the ex. It's really an outside party helping you verify what is really best for my child. Is it really best that I tell that to the child? Is it really best that I accidentally expose that to the child? Is it really best? What is best for that child? And what we know is that he healthy promoting healthy ways for children to connect with spouses, with, with ex-spouses, is very, very important. Now, um, I'm not talking about cases where a child is in physical, sexual, or emotional, severe emotional danger. That's beyond the scope of this conversation. I probably should have said that from the onset. I'm talking about semi-functional co-parents where people got divorced and we could recognize that this person um, can be a functional father, can be a functional mother, et cetera, for this child, um, despite you know concerns or uh, lag, laggings or lackings or, or, or other deficiencies that every parent has. Um, and I think that it is just so important to really, really objectively focus on what's best for the kids because so many people that I, you know, counsel and work with, um, when we just calm it down and focus on, okay, but what's best for your kid? I know you're upset. I know you don't like what happened. I know you don't like surprises. I don't, etc. But if we really, really focus on what's best for the kid, a lot of the arguments and a lot of the um, unintended hurt for our children can really, really happen. And finally, the fifth tip is that if things do get out of hand, seek help. Now, what does that mean, help? So for the first line of help is is to talk to a therapist who's experienced in divorce and custody and uh, co-parenting matters. Not just someone who was divorced and therefore they think they know, or not just someone who is a therapist and therefore they think they know, but like I said, someone who's experienced and, and proficient in this. There's lots of books out there. Um, I could recommend them, but I'm not gonna take my time and your time and do that right now. My main point is just get help. If not, then if that doesn't help, then, then go to a higher level, which is to try to find a uh, mediator or arbitrator or a parent coordinator that you both trust that could help navigate. Now, 
um, you don't always necessarily agree with everything that arbitrator or mediator decides, and you might not necessarily find a fit in the, in the parent coordinator. Uh, there might be other areas, like, for example, legal action, and there might be other very serious things going on. So you have to get an assessment from people that are experienced, people that you trust, and people that really, really have your child's best interests in mind. Um, I've had a lot of experience with very effective and helpful people in these domains, and I've had a lot of experience with people who are not helpful in these domains. The bottom line is that you need to be focusing on taking care of your child, taking care of your children, and making sure that you are not adding any fuel to the fire in the already very contentious and sad and dysfunctional situation that children are living through. I don't believe that um, people that just stay married for the sake of the kids don't necessarily have the best marriage, but if that's a jumpstart that helps them stay married, then I respect that. However, um, people need to recognize that if they do decide to get divorced, so just because you hate this person and think that she's the worst woman who ever lived, or he's the stupidest guy that ever lived, etc., doesn't mean that your children have the same impression of that person. And that's really, really important to, to look at and to focus on. Again, the exception to this would be if a child's in danger or if there's parental alienation going on. That's a, that's way beyond the scope of this conversation today. But the bottom line, or, or any other you know legal matters, the bottom line is that with a focus on healthy co-parenting skills, I believe that most divorcing people could cut out a large number of the points of contention, especially if there's open communication between the two of them. Uh, when there isn't, that's an open sign of someone's extremely dysfunctional, um, and those are usually higher um, high conflict cases that are way beyond the scope of what I'm talking about today. Um, I think that a lot of people automatically think their case is high conflict, and I'm not going to define that. You could Google it and look through it. Maybe we'll give a, if there's enough interest, maybe I'll give a uh, understanding about just that and my experience with that. But for now, what I want to say is that if you keep things calm, keep focused on understanding yourself, regulating yourself, and being a healthy co-parent, this really makes a huge difference in your children's lives. Again, if I could be of any help or if you have any ideas or questions for future uh, podcasts, please reach out at josephtropper at gmail.com. Have a great day.